Hi, Jacinda. This is Chris calling. How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you doing? Doing well. And so, are you sitting down or have you got time now? Or? Yeah, absolutely. This is just fine. Nice one. Okay, um, so, I guess I listed 100% politically savvy this year. So, Jacinda Ardern is, you're the shadow person for police corrections, art, culture, heritage, and children. Is that right? Yep, that's the list. For the Labour Party, yeah, okay, so that's quite a diverse portfolio, but I, from following the last couple of years, I kind of, like, children are your, probably your main passion, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, child poverty, social issues, um, yeah, definitely a big driver for me and why I got into politics, but yeah. I'm one of those people that if I spend enough time getting into a subject, I, I get pretty enthusiastic about it as well, so I'm really enjoying the others too. Yeah, I think, so you're quite passionate from a, from an early age, like you experienced or you witnessed child poverty and that's what really drove you, I think, to even get into politics, is that right? Well, it's certainly, um, you know, I think it, it, it pricked my social conscience, which yeah. I think probably meant, was a big driver for me for picking a career which meant I could do something to help people. And so, yeah, yeah in lots of ways, um, I feel like I've come full circle that eventually it took me a little while to figure out that politics was a way that you could make change, you know. Um, it was a means to an end. It, it wasn't that I decided I was really enthusiastic about politics and just wanted a career in it. No, uh, of course not. So that, yeah, so... There was a foundation, basically, that set yeah, you off. Yeah, yeah. For uh, me, it's a tool. You know, lots of people who want to create social change find different tools to do it. Yeah. Um, and for me, politics just feels like one of the most effective ones available. Yeah, okay, so... Ugly reality, though. So New Zealand has one of the highest child abuse rates in the developed world. And, I mean, you can analyze this the world over and try and find out why exactly this is and how it can be changed. But I think one of the big things, especially that you talk about in Parliament, is child poverty, which is kind of the elephant in the room. Like, national focuses on bad parenting, whereas you kind of take there, which is not having yeah, the means I mean, to I raise children. You can have all the arguments in the world we want about and, and parenting, but there are lots of parents who are doing their very, very best by, by their family, but just really struggle. And so my argument's always been that if we actually address child poverty, we do a lot to lift the well-being of a wide range of children, not all of whom are being abused, but just have parents who are struggling to get by. Yeah. Um, on the abuse side of things, actually we know that poverty is a big determinant for those families as well. Now, the government doesn't want to look at that connection, but there, there is a connection. Now, I am by no means saying that families um, who are living in poverty by default hurt their children. That is absolutely not true, but no. we do know um, statistically that there is a link, uh, sorry, based on research, that there is a link there. Yeah. And we can't ignore that. So, no. you know, for me, let's lift everyone, let's address child poverty, and let's also start looking at the most effective ways that we can then hide on abuse. Yeah, I, and I think one of the solutions you proposed was actually having a ministry dedicated to children, which we don't at the moment. Yeah. We yeah, get education, you know, the thing but, that gets yeah. me is that when you're looking at children, actually, people don't think about, you know, politics or their lives in government departments, no. and we do. So when you're thinking about what we can do to um, improve the lot of children, you know, why would we think about it across, you know, the Ministry of Housing or the Ministry of Health, and all of them have an impact on children's lives. So we need a coordinated approach. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Rheumatic fever, yeah. you know, it's a disease of poverty and it has a d devastating effect. Um, but it's also caused by cold, damp houses. Yeah, so that's not exactly. a solution that you're going to find just by involving the Ministry of Health. We need to be broader.
than that. No, exactly. Um, okay, so moving on, I kind of, this is a question I'll just throw out there. Um, so why are Labour not running the government at the moment? So I, I just want to, I moved to New Zealand 10 years ago. My mother's a New Zealander. When I arrived here, Helen Clark was one of the big motivating factors for me to move. I've always lived in kind of socioeconomically egalitarian countries and yeah. Germany, Sweden, um, to a lesser extent, um, the United Kingdom. But so what happened in New Zealand over the last couple of years? I mean, we can, no. we can forgive yeah. people for voting national yeah. once, but twice? Like, have we yeah. turned into a conservative bourgeois society that cares about money more than other things? Or what was that transition and why? Yeah, what what did Labour do wrong the last time round? I mean, I that we yeah. just couldn't I mean, get you guys we, we in. We got seen a lot of messages from the two thousand and eight election, and one was that people thought we were just a bit too much. You know, that we were being a bit too interventionist for their liking, and they yeah. sent that message to us strongly. And I think it was on the little stuff. You know, yeah. people reference now things like showerhead regulations and stuff like that. Yeah, I think people also in New Zealanders are quite fair-minded, and they didn't mind the idea of giving the other lot. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so that's not to that's not to say there weren't certainly things that we needed to, we needed to change. And I think we've yeah. reflected on that period quite a quite yeah. a bit. The other thing is actually I think the National Party has moved a bit more to the centre. They're not quite yeah, as extreme as they sometimes you know have been in the past, and so they have softened themselves a bit yeah. for the voters too. Um, but you know we we are in a place now where we're really starting to trying to get people to see at least that you know that. Sure, the government says that we're in economic recovery, but under a national government, they're not particularly interested in who benefits from that economic recovery. No, exactly. And our concern is, you know, over, well over 40% of New Zealanders didn't get a pay rise last year, but yeah. you can bet the cost of living for them increased. Yeah. Not everyone is getting the spoils of this economic growth that the government talks about. Now, Labour is much more interested in how we can spread some of that out, how we can make yeah. sure that everyone benefits and everyone's doing well, because we know when we do that, that actually, as a collective, as a society, we're all much better off. Yeah, definitely. So I, that that leads on to the, my last bit, which is... Um, so a lot of people, the apathy in New Zealand towards voting is basically Labour and National. It's the two sides, the same coin. That nothing's going to happen. Nothing different is going to happen. And that there are pressures on New Zealand that are beyond our own domestic national control. And that's why it doesn't matter who's in power, the same things are going to happen. Um, now, I was just going to ask if you could list five things Labour would do different to National in, if you win the upcoming elections. What yeah. would be stark differences that we would see? Yeah. I mean, there's one there's one big overarching principle that I think is really important to keep in mind. There's a reason that governments on the left, which is what Labour is, are called progressive. Yeah. And there's a reason why governments who are on the right, which is what National is, are called conservative. Um, progressive governments change things. Yeah. They get in and when they see a problem, they intervene. Yeah. Conservative governments tend to manage and okay. govern. Yeah. A bit more, bit more like a business rather than... Um, been wanting to, to get as stuck in as we do. Yeah. Big things that Labour wants to change is we think our housing market, for instance, is dismally failing New Zealand. It's too expensive to buy a house. No, Home ownership hasn't been this low in 50 years. Yeah. And it shouldn't just be up to rich people to be able to buy houses in New Zealand. Yeah. So things like a capital gains tax, building 100,000 houses, stopping overseas speculators, they're all about getting stuck in and saying we've got to do something so that New Zealanders um, can hold on to, to home ownership. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a second little example there is, is on the child poverty space. We know children from zero to three in particular are 
Yeah. And so we've said that we want the best start payment to come in, and that actually would go to low-income families for the first three years of their child's, yeah. their child's life. Um, and our jobs, you know, the government kind of has just been sitting back and saying, well, look, actually, we would like a bit of unemployment because it keeps our wages down. You know, if you've got demand for jobs, employees can get away with paying lower wages. Crazy logic. We don't yeah. think that's good enough. No. Um, we want wages to go up and we want everyone to be employed. Yeah. Um, so putting up the minimum wage, but at the same time, job initiatives like, yeah. you know, our R&D tax credit, like getting stuck into the forestry industry and saying, why is it that we're not, we don't have more, you know, processing jobs in New Zealand? What would it take for that to happen and making it happen? Yeah. That's what progressive governments are about. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for framing that for us. So the listeners out there, when you hear just in the talk about a progressive government that actually it almost mimics um, biology a little bit in that evolution isn't static and it constantly is evolving together with its environment. And that's, I guess... An, an apt descriptor to describe labor as opposed to national, which will be more like, I guess, a stone or an ostrich if it were part of the biological <laughs> cascade of animals. But anyway, thank you so much for talking to us, just another this thank all you. we've got time pleasure. for. But yeah, who knows, maybe a little bit closer to election time, we could have you again on the show and talk about how it's going to be running. Yeah? Thank you so much for taking the time, Jacinda. Nice one. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.